Welcome to Inside the Journal podcast. My name is Jordan Tadero, and I will be your host. What a powerful thing it is to see the world from another person's perspective. This journal will encapsulate the vulnerability of being human. It is a platform where I explore and express perspectives on health, well-being, emotionality, and above all, what it means to be human. And to quote Viktor E. Frankl, challenging the meaning of life is the truest expression of the state of being human. We all need to challenge our meaning for life, to find our unique expression that is our life. So if you're hearing this, I hope it helps. I'll see you inside the journal. Thanks for joining me for another episode inside the journal. Today I'm talking about relationships. I'm going to share a personal story that's largely impacted the way I relate, the way I relate to myself, to friends, family, and partners, and ultimately the way I relate to the world. And I mentioned it in my first episode, my parents' divorce, something that has greatly impacted my life. And for anyone who has gone through that experience would know just how much that impacts a child, their upbringing, and their outlook on life. Both my parents were very well off financially when I was growing up. We were a pretty affluent family. Some would say we were living the Australian dream. We had a double-story house, a swimming pool. My dad had a nice car. We had nannies. We had cleaners. We went on holidays every single year. And I was very fortunate to experience that. And I feel blessed that I was able to have that upbringing. And like I mentioned in the first episode, my parents had two very different love languages. And they were so different that I believe it greatly impacted the longevity of their relationship. It wasn't until I was six years old they divorced. And I have a really prominent image or memory that sticks with me and that has affected my personal intimate relationships with partners over the years. And that memory is coming home from primary school and walking in the front door and seeing all of these bags packed, suitcases full. My sister and I looked to each other like, what is going on here? And my mum said, they're for your dad. He has to go away. He can't stay here anymore. Naturally, to a child, there's a lot of confusion, sadness, frustration. We just didn't know what was going on. My dad came, spoke to us, took his bags and had to leave. And that really began the journey of the divorce. So me and my siblings went to live with my mum. And at that point in time, she was still trying to manage the business as well as now look after three kids alone. Now that's one of the hardest things I could imagine for anyone to have to do, especially after going through a divorce and all the emotional content involved with that. But the reality of that as a child, it didn't leave a lot of time to build that relationship, to begin to understand emotionally what had occurred. And it's a very stark contrast between two worlds, the world of growing up affluent, and that's all we knew, 
to really struggling and having a single parent, not both parents. And it takes a long time to integrate those two worlds. And it takes a long time to begin to integrate that relationship and cultivate a relationship with our parents again. And especially with that five, six, seven, eight-year-old boy who didn't necessarily understand what had occurred. And I think for anyone who has gone through such an experience, you know how potent it is and how much you didn't realize that you've carried into your adult life. And I really began learning this in high school, in some of my high school relationships, and especially in my relationship now, that a lot of the events surrounding that divorce emotionally imprinted that child. And if we don't begin to unpack the baggage that we've carried from that particular event, we will constantly be reacting and responding to similar events or things that trigger an emotion that was like that event in the same way that that child did with total confusion, frustration, anger, and sadness. So the next point in my journal is just that working through emotional baggage, a very big topic, a lifelong process that we all need to give ourselves the opportunity to explore for anyone that has endeavored into the path of emotional baggage and childhood traumas and the like you'll realize how much content is actually stored in the body. And I think it's a really important topic to address, especially when we're talking about relationships. Because if we don't address the emotional baggage that we have and that we carry, the relationships that not only with ourselves, but with our partners or potential partners are very limited. We need to give ourselves the opportunity to explore what we are carrying what we associate with being happy, sad, lonely, depressed, angry. Many of us haven't explored those emotions. We're told not to in society. Any kid in early primary school or high school that is acting up in a certain way doesn't really have the conducive environment to express that, to begin to unpack that and understand why it is that they may be responding to a certain stimulus in that way. And a personal example of that with my partner now, one day we were having an argument, we were disagreeing with each other and it was nothing out of the ordinary for a normal relationship. And she had enough and she was like, I'm gonna go home. And before I knew it, she had her bags packed. And when I walked out and saw the bags packed, I was instantly taken to that moment when I was a child and that sense of aloneness, confusion and frustration immediately surfaced. And I felt like that six, seven, eight year old boy again. Now we can go two ways when that emotional trigger comes up. We can reenact the exact same scenario now in an adult body with a little more understanding of our emotions 
but also still the instability of that child, we can reenact it entirely. Or we can recognize that. We can see that that is the very opportunity to help heal and let go of that experience and that trauma because that has still been informing me from that very moment. And it gave me a very beautiful opportunity to not only recognize that I was still carrying such an event, but I had the opportunity to once and for all embrace it, sit with it, and communicate that with my partner and let it go. And that's what I did. And it took a long time to talk it through. I shed a lot of tears. There was still a lot of confusion about it. But sometimes those opportunities, they might not seem like the right time to work through something. But in that moment, the light bulb switched on and it could not be turned off. That light had illumined that particular aspect of my being for a reason. And it was saying, here's your opportunity. You can choose to keep going and push it back down and store it back in. Or you can embrace it, even though you're afraid, even though you're fearful, even though you might be confused, but embrace it and let it go. So that's what I did. And since then, a few more times, similar events on a smaller scale have occurred. And again, that memory surfaced, but because I've developed this relationship with that particular memory, I've begun to let it inform me of what it is trying to communicate and I'm communicating with it. It's an established dialogue between two parties, between me and the little boy version of me, between me and that emotional event and between me and a greater intelligence that is trying to inform me of something that I can only bear witness to and listen to. And if I let myself go to that greater aspect of myself, that greater intelligence that is informing me, I can not only step out of my own orchestrated events, but I can allow the opportunity to learn something, to learn a depth of myself and the depths of a human being and really stepping into that vulnerability of being human. Again, what this podcast is all about is sharing the vulnerability to inspire people to begin to embrace and develop that dialogue, to develop that relationship with themselves, with others, with the world. And it really does start with starting to unpack and understand our emotional baggage. And that's what the next point in my journal is, is developing a dialogue with our inner child and our inner emotions. Now, if we really think about it, a lot of our emotions are learnt behavior. We've learnt to adopt or to adapt to our particular environments as we've grown up. We've observed the way our parents responded to events, the way our siblings handled events, 
and the way whatever authority figure in our lives handled their particular events. Now, of course, as we age and we grow, we develop our own mechanisms for how we respond and react to certain things. But there is a large component that is stored within us that is the core of our emotions is from our childhood. And some of them aren't pretty. In fact, a lot of them aren't great. A lot of them we'd probably hate to admit that we have. But the only way to begin to change or reorientate those particular emotional responses is to develop that dialogue with them. And it may be a lot easier said than done. For a lot of people, they struggle to connect with their emotions because it does involve quiet time. It involves the ability to be able to be alone and in a society that is constantly stimulated, being alone is quite challenging for most. But it is necessary to cultivate a relationship with our emotions. And for me, it's been a journey for the last four to five years, really cultivating a sacred relationship with that inner child. That little boy, his home is in the heart. And sometimes he informs me. Sometimes he says, I don't want to do this. I'm scared. And sometimes I need to tell him it's okay. I'm here to hold your hand and walk with you. I'm not going to force you to jump, but it is time that we let go of our fear and time that we step forward in life together. Now you might see it as imagery, it might be a felt experience, or it might just be a conversation that you're having in your mind, but it has to start somewhere. Otherwise you're going to carry those very traits of your mother and father into your relationship and pass down into your children. Now, again, it comes with some humility and to humble ourselves realizing that we do carry traits of our parents that we don't like traits that we see in them that we go, look, that's just not the best. I really hope I'm not like that. But then in a moment of a raw emotional event, you realize you're reenacting the exact same way. And it takes courage to own that, to accept that. It takes courage to be okay with that. But the courage that is needed and necessary to move on past that is what's important. And the last point I have in my journal is walking hand in hand with our newfound dialogue and our newfound relationship with ourselves. And that's what it's about. It's about starting over again right now, as if you've never developed a relationship with yourself. Start this very moment after you listen to this and just sit. Communicate to whatever part of your body, to your heart, to your brain, to your hands, to your knee. To that little child inside you. Ask it, how is it feeling? You might get a response. You might not. You might just get a feeling or a sensation. Or you might even have a memory pop up from your childhood. 
whatever it is, that is the starting point for a new dialogue and a new relationship with yourself. And it's a very powerful time because that's when you begin to develop a new relationship with the people around you, with your partners, and with the way you relate to the world, your relationship to the world. This can be life-changing. We're not always fixed in our emotions. In fact, we never really are. We might have habits or habitual ways we react or respond to events that are very hard to change, but they can be altered nonetheless. And the only way we can begin to alter them is to first have that relationship established, that dialogue. Without that dialogue, there is nothing happening. It's a two-way conversation. Just like in any relationship, in any partnership in business, it's a two-way street. Both parties need the opportunity to voice their concerns, their fears, their triumphs, and their feelings. And for many of us, we do it with our friends, our family, our partners, but we don't do it with ourselves. And as cliche as it is, that's the starting point. If we don't have a clearly defined relationship with ourselves, we can't have a clearly defined relationship with others. So that's all I have for the journal today. I hope you enjoyed a little more of my personal side, my vulnerability, and I hope it's inspired you to take action and embrace that vulnerability within yourself and to establish a dialogue and a newfound relationship with yourself. And as always, I hope you've been able to receive something from this. Don't forget to follow me on any platform you're listening to this on. Follow me at Jordan Tadero on Instagram. And pass this on to any friends or family that you feel might benefit from it. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.